Hello again, I am Chris, and this is the Chris Cast. Welcome, one and all. Coming up, some reviews onward from Disney Plus, Hex, and Messiah, which you can see on YouTube, and the Birds of Prey film. But first, a few little news and snippets. HBO Max has announced a May 27th launch date. That comes after last week's announcement that the Justice League Dark TV show will come. And I am seriously hoping to see Wonder Woman added to this. Wonder Woman is currently part of the Justice League Dark in the comics. There is no reason to not go with the Rebirth storyline. But beyond Wonder Woman, as you know, I love her. Who else could they use? Well, a sure thing, they've got to use John Constantine, played by Matt Ryan. Nobody else can fill that role like he has. Keanu Reeves was so poor a choice compared to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, of course, from the Constantine TV show, and now part of the Arrowverse as a legend on Legends of Tomorrow. He is perfect in the role. He has played the role in his own series, of course, on the Arrowverse shows, and in animation, both Justice League Dark animated film and the Constantine animated film. Beyond him, I definitely want to see more Swamp Thing. DC Universe did us a grave injustice by canceling Swamp Thing after just 10 episodes in one season. We definitely want to see more. The take on Swamp Thing was so well done. Another choice for me as a definite Zatanna. I really would like to see Zatanna in there. I want to see Dead Man in there. There's a lot they could do with him. The only problem with Dead Man is he's a ghost so therefore he'd be jumping into bodies so dead man would basically be a new character every week um a special one that really depends on the budget as to whether or not they can pull it off but definitely want to see him in there detective chimp detective chimp is a special character all to himself. You really need to find out about him if you don't know. And I really don't have time to go into the character here, but I really enjoy the character in the current run of Justice League Dark. And I definitely would like to see him brought to life, so to speak. Other members of the Justice League Dark, I'm not as keen on. They've currently, in the DC Rebirth, it is currently Detective Chimp, Man Bat, Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, John Constantine, and Dr. Fate. Other members from the past include Shade the Changing Man, The Phantom Stranger, uh, Madame Xanadu, Dead Man, 
Frankenstein, Black Orchid, Dr. Mist. There's been several. But the current lineup, one, it's more accessible for the simple fact that they are currently in the comics. There is something to go on with that. But I really think that they should go with the current run just for familiarity. People become aware of Justice League Dark, want to jump in. It's what's on the newsstands now. All of a sudden, it becomes more accessible. But let me know what you think. Do you have your own choices for the Justice League Dark? If you do, hit me up. Of course, Chris underscore H71 at yahoo.com or on Twitter at Chris underscore H71. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Next up, Andy Mangles posted in the Wonder Woman Collectors Club about a couple of Blu-ray announcements. One is on July 28th, the 4K Ultra HD Best Buy Exclusive Steelbook. For $29.99, you get the 4K disc and Blu-ray disc in one new set. Only at Best Buy. But more significant for me than that is Wonder Woman. The complete series will be released on Blu-ray on July 28th. He says the info is not yet public, but was released to retailers this week. This set will be a 10-disc set, remastered in 1080p high definition. There are no new bonus features, but all bonus features from the previous DVD sets will be included. No cost has been announced. A previous Warner 10-disc set for the Monkees was $199, but it is unlikely this will be more than $100. And again, that is from Andy Mangles in the Wonder Woman Collectors Club. So, obviously, I'm thrilled, and I have another Blu-ray set to be buying. Because anything Wonder Woman, you know I've got to have it. And DC announced some delays in their movies this week. The Batman, originally set to open June 25th of 2021, now moved to October 1st, 2021. Shazam 2, which was supposed to come out April 1st of 2022, has moved to November 4th of 2022. Currently, no word on whether or not Black Adam will change its date. The Flash is moving up from July 1st, 2022 to June 6th, 2022. And Wonder Woman is still set to open August 14th of this year. A lot of other films from Warner Brothers. There is an article at bleedingcoolmove.com. Uh, the article is titled, The Batman Moves to Fall 2021 and More Warner Brothers Date Changes. If you would like to read it, you can. But the DC films are definitely switched around quite a bit. Hopefully this epidemic, this pandemic will end soon and 
we can get back to everything as normal. Some more sad news from DC. Lucifer Season 6 stalled over Tom Ellis and Warner Brothers TV negotiations. This is from Bleeding Cool as well. Things were looking good for Lucifer fans heading into April. Reports were already circulating that Netflix wanted to bring the series back for a sixth season, followed by a series show, or series co-showrunners Ildi Modrovich and Joe Henderson, again, sorry for the butchering of the names, signed to new deals that made the prospects that much better. Then came reports that series lead Tom Ellis had finalized a deal to return for another season, with the rest of the cast expected to join him. Except while everyone was celebrating safely from their own homes, there was one thing missing, a confirmation announcement. It appears TV Line has the exclusive reason why, as multiple sources tell the site, negotiations between Ellis and Warner Brothers TV have stalled. While a sixth season is built into Ellis's contract, so not returning would put him in breach, no one wants that to happen, especially the studio who would not want to face the potential fan backlash. Warner Brothers TV has reportedly attempted to sweeten the pot several times, but Ellis has rejected each offer. Reps from both sides declined to comment on TV Line's reporting, though an insider told the site, everyone wants Tom to be happy, but there's a limit, and it's been reached. Here's a look back at the shooting script info tweet sent out to usher in the title of the Season 5 opener, sporting the curious-sounding title, Really Sad Devil Guy, written by executive producer Jason Ning, and directed by Eagle Eagleson. And they do have the picture there from the tweet. Hopefully, the negotiations can be finalized and we can get a sixth season because now that they've planned for one, I'm not wanting to see it just go away. So, hopefully, we can get it all set up. Stay tuned to see. But finally, there's some fantastic news for DC Universe subscribers. They did announce today that there were up there. It was such an overwhelming response, and I missed it when it happened. So I am not going to be able to opt in yet. But they have shut down the ability to sign in, but it will come back Monday at noon Pacific. Here is the announcement. Announcing the DC Universe Rewards Program. Sign up for early access here. Greetings, citizens of DC Universe. We'd like to invite our super fans to enjoy the very first look at the new DC Universe Rewards Program. We're excited to get started and we want to know your feedback in order to make sure this program is the best it can be before letting everyone else in on the fun. What is DC Universe Rewards? DC Universe Rewards is a new program we're launching to celebrate DC Universe's second year. It will allow DC fans to earn tokens for actions and, activists and activities across DC and DC Universe, including reading comics, watching videos, reading news, and engaging in community. The more tokens you earn, the more opportunities you have to cash in for DC collectibles, comics, discounts, and more exclusive items you can't get anywhere else. Wow, what do I need to do to get in on this? We're glad you asked. If you want to help us test this new program and start earning tokens early, you can start reaping the rewards of being an active member of DC Universe by completing a few simple steps. 1. Comment below with the following information. Say yes I'm interested. Which platform you use. 
Once verified, we will be contacting you via direct message to invite you to our super-secret testing laboratory. I'm into it and have many questions. Where are the FAQs? You can find a more detailed, and there is the link provided for the frequently asked questions there. Please note, because this is a beta testing environment, there may be some kinks and glitches along the way. Your feedback is invaluable for making the best experience we can for everyone when we have our grand premiere. We'll be adding new ways to earn and new rewards through the year leading up to the DC Universe's second anniversary this September, so stay tuned for more announcements as we evolve. And there are 142 responses to this article before they shut it down. So definitely a major interest in it. I'm very interested to join as well. So hopefully this will be a huge catalyst for them to get over. I'm still waiting to see if HBO Max will share their DC Universe shows with the DC Universe. Because as you know, Green Lantern and Justice League Dark are the two biggest ones coming. And... Many more will also be along the way. Hopefully, DC Universe will get to run the shows the same time as the HBO Max airs them. Since Doom Patrol is coming to DC Universe and HBO Max at the same time, an original DC Universe series. But that's it for my news this week. Stay tuned, I will be right back with my reviews of Onward, Hex, Messiah, and the Birds of Prey. Stay tuned. Welcome back. First up, let me discuss the show Hex. The best way I can describe it is it is a supernatural dramedy. TV.com gave it 8.5 out of 10. IMDb gave it a 7 out of 10. It stars Christina Cole. My favorite of the series, Jemima Rupert. Michael Fassbender. Laura Piper. Amber Salisbury. Jamie Davis. And others. I don't want to give too much away. Um, the story is really good. The acting, phenomenal. It's, like I said, especially from Jemima Rupert, who is phenomenal as Thelma. I just, if you don't watch it for anything but her, she is worth it. It is available on YouTube for free. So, while you're out, give it a shot. Like I said, I don't want to get too much into it. You can watch previews and see what you think. I really enjoy the series, and I hope you do too. I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5 stars. It could be better, but it could be a whole lot worse. And... 
it's definitely worth the view. So, again, go to YouTube, check it out. Let me know what you think. Chris underscore H71 at yahoo.com or on Twitter at Chris underscore H71. Next up, another one you can find on the YouTube is Messiah. Messiah is basically a detective story. It is hard to describe without giving everything away. Um, TV.com gives it an 8.1 out of 10. IMDB gives it an 8.0 out of 10. Uh, there was really nobody that I remember in the cast that really stood out, but I'm not real up on a lot of the British actors, so that's part of it. The first Messiah is about a serial killer who is killing people who share the name and occupation of the apostles. He kills them in the way they died in the Bible. The story itself is intriguing. The acting, very good. It's been a while since I've watched it. I do plan on going back to watch it, but I remember enough about it to tell you this was a 4 out of 5 star movie, show, whatever you want to call it. BBC, of course, runs things differently. The first one is two parts, I believe an hour and a half each. Don't hold me to that. Um, there's a reason for why this, the serial killer is killing people like this. But I won't give it away, as always. You've got to have something to enjoy. So, definitely go check out Messiah. I've only seen the first two. I cannot say 3, 4, and 5 were good. Messiah 1 and Messiah 2, I enjoyed both of them. I definitely think you should check them out and see what you think. Let me know. Next up is Disney's Onward. The animated film that made it to Disney Plus early due to the coronavirus pandemic. IMDB ranked it a 7.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 88% and Metacritic gave it a 61. Personally, I think those scores are high. I was not overly impressed. Uh, the voice cast includes Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, who I absolutely adore, uh, John Ratzenberger. I'm seeing if there's anybody else here that I really recognize. Gray Delisle, Tracy Ullman, and Wilmer Valderrama. I wanted to like it. Maybe if I were a gamer, I would have enjoyed it more. 
since it was on the Disney Plus app, I decided to give it a try and see. It's basically the story of... Oh, I don't really know exactly what they were. Gnomes, trolls, ogres, but they had lost their father, and I can't remember the circumstance that came up, but they found a magical staff with the spell to be able to bring their father back for one day. The spell goes wrong. They only get half of their father back. The bottom half, literally, from the waist down. And then they have a journey to try and get the crystal they need to bring him back all the way. It was decent, but I felt like it was really geared towards children. So, therefore, I didn't enjoy it as much. If you have kids, definitely watch it with them. They'll probably love it. If you are a gamer, like Dungeons and Dragons and such, you will probably get a kick out of it. But me, I've only played Dungeons and Dragons once, and that was 30 years ago, roughly. So, I wasn't as impressed, because I just don't have any familiarity with it. So therefore, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. Wasn't horrible, but I don't think I'll watch it again. But again, don't go on my word. Check it out for yourself. See what you think. And again, let me know. Chris underscore H71 at Yahoo.com. On Twitter, at Chris underscore H71. And finally... DC's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. IMDb gives it a 6.4 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes a 78%, and Metacritic 60. Of course, strong cast in it. You have Margot Robbie reprising her role of Harley Quinn. Rosie Perez was Renee Montoya. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was Helena Bertinelli, the Huntress. Journey Smollett-Bell was Dinah Lance, the Black Canary. Ewan McGregor was Roman Sionis, the Black Mask. Ella J. Basco was Cassandra Kane. Chris Messina was Victor Zaz. Ali Wong was Ellen Yee. Um, as far as the film goes... I can't consider it a Birds of Prey film. The focus is virtually all on Harley Quinn. So if you're a Harley Quinn fan, you will love it. I like Harley Quinn. Not the biggest fan. So I liked it. But thought it could have been a lot better. Plus, I am a Birds of Prey fan. So them changing the Birds of Prey really hurts me. I'm not thrilled with what they did with it. The Birds of Prey in the comics, for those who don't know, Barbara Gordon is shot by the Joker, paralyzed, put in a wheelchair. She can no longer be Batgirl. So, 
she basically gets a Charlie's Angels group type together and brings in the Huntress and the Black Canary. She becomes the Oracle, Barbara Gordon does, and does all the computer work, hacking, all of that, and guides the Huntress and the Black Canary as they fight crime. This movie had none of that. You have, again, all the focus on Harley Quinn and the Huntress and the Black Canary and Renee Montoya are supporting characters to her. And I just was not at all thrilled with it for that reason. Another issue with the film is it tried too hard to be an adult movie in my eyes. And I prefer comic book movies to be more family oriented. Yeah, you can have films like Deadpool and Punisher and such where you don't want them anywhere close to a child story. But Birds of Prey coming from the Batman lore it kind of needs to be geared a little bit more towards the family orient, I think. So, throwing all the F-words in there and the violence and... I think they could have toned it down to a PG-13, had a stronger film. I may be the lone person thinking this, but I just think they could have done a better job without making it violent for the sake of violence, language for the sake of language. If you recall, it's the same thing I said about the Harley Quinn animated series. The first episode was just basically the F word thrown in because they could. That's kind of what Birds of Prey felt like to me. As far as the action goes, it was good. If I didn't have my prejudices against it going in, I could rate it higher. I would probably give it four out of five stars, maybe three and a half would be the best. Four would be kind of pushing it, I think. But as it stands, I gotta give it just barely a three out of five. Like I said, the story was good. It was an enjoyable film, but my prejudices keep me from enjoying it so much. And Quite honestly, a 2 out of 5 would probably be closer to my personal opinion on what they have with Birds of Prey. Now, if they'd have called it the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn and left out the Birds of Prey title, then I could have given it a much higher score because I wouldn't have been expecting a Birds of Prey film. And I did not get a Birds of Prey film in my eyes. So again, watch it for yourself. Let me know what you think. Hit me back. Once again, Chris underscore H71 at Yahoo.com or on Twitter at Chris underscore H71. That's C-H-R-I-S, the little underline, H, the numbers 71. But that's it for me for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And... I'll be back next week with more options for you to watch and hopefully get you through this pandemic as best I can. 
Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy and follow the experts' opinions on this. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.